Welcome to the, to the future. Welcome back to Meet the Creatives. I'm here with Chris Doe. I am honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I know a lot of times that we that on the show we kind of go from the very beginning, the origin story. Uh, I know that there's a lot of great interviews with you on the internet and a lot out there. So I'd love to just jump into the practical stuff. I really think that people like yourself are really kind of leading the way and doing it in a way that's kind of unconventional and can kind of like sh really shake things up and empower people. So what made you want to do that? I know obviously you're the CEO of Blind and you've done incredible work with that. You know, with the future, what was it that made you want to kind of scale this kind of educational media platform and how did you get into that? I think like many things in life, I would love to take credit and tell you that it was like a spark of inspiration that I drew on the back of a napkin and there was this really clear roadmap. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. That's not the creation story that's real. It's like many things, you bump into things, opportunities present themselves, and you sit back and observe, like, maybe this is something I should be doing. Right. So for me, it was the catalyst of Jose and myself getting together, and him encouraging, dragging me reluctantly to step in front of the camera to produce content. And mostly, the content was designed to sell things that we were making. So it followed a formula that I was already familiar with, having worked in commercial production for very many years. So yeah, we can do that. We can get in front of the camera and now I have to be the pitch man. And I went through a whole learning curve and a self-discovery phase where I felt more and more comfortable each and every time I stepped in front of the camera. So it was a progress or a process, I should say. And I right. made progress along the way. And so then for, for me, then the moment happened when I started to see that an audience was developing hungry for this knowledge because you put out content into the world and almost always they never you never hear back from people right i made right. commercials for 20 years and i don't know if anybody liked it i don't know if it was effective but on youtube and on other platforms when you put something out there it either hits somebody or it doesn't and right. then you get to know almost immediately so when people started to watch they started to comment and say wow where have you been i want to see more I, I have questions for you it just grew out of that and then it became its own thing. And I'm one to have many hobbies already. I don't need another hobby. So I had to decide is creating content. <laughs> Story of my life, man. Story people, of my life. Right? It's so funny. Is is people is teaching people in mass on scale on an open platform like YouTube is it viable? I wanted to find out. I wanted to find out fast. So it's either gonna crash and burn or it's gonna grow and blossom into something. Thankfully it was the latter of the two options. That is awesome. I love that so much. I'm creating this podcast. It, originally, it was very kind of started out as like, you know, just me on my phone. And then eventually you realize that it's not bots, the real people who need like real advice. And you kind of feel this obligation to create community. How did you go from like kind of just like the YouTube stuff to now you're doing like workshops and classes and things like that? Did you ever imagine when you set out to do it that it would, would go that big or, or not really? No, and I think that's one of the beauties of doing something you know nothing about and not thinking too much of it is that you're willing to do it without the fear of like, what if this happens? If I had thought about all the possible outcomes in terms of good and bad, it might have inhibited me from even taking the first necessary steps or sticking it out right. because it wasn't overnight. It didn't get to where it is over overnight. It wasn't an overnight success. It took years of developing and growing one subscriber at a time a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat and making sure that we deliver on the promise, which is you exchange something very valuable to us, which is your attention and your time. What we're going to give you is something of equal or greater value than what you gave us. And we could all use a little bit more time on earth. So I treat that very respectfully. And it's a very precious thing that we have. For sure. 
And I think one of the things that's great about what you do is, you know, you've built such an incredible company before this. And it, it wasn't just like a play to, to grow your business. You had already established a business and already had something that was kind of significant. You have the experience. And I feel like a lot of um, creative outlets don't necessarily have that. Like you are a true practitioner who has kind of um, had to pivot multiple times. How have you like managed to remain resilient this whole time? And how do you know when you're like, you know, kind of crumple this thing up and do it again? I am, if anything, an accumulation of experiences, environmental, internal and external influences on myself. And so I'd like to say that, yeah, I, I was in design of my own mind, but I don't know if I can take credit for that. And Right. So here's the thing. Growing up, we moved from neighborhood to neighborhood, probably on the on the clock about every year and a half. So it's very hard for me to set down my roots and get familiar and get comfortable. And that was hard on me as a child growing up, not knowing who I am, who my community is and connecting with real people and developing long term relationships. It's one of the reasons I attribute to being really extremely introverted and shy because I wouldn't make friends with somebody and then they would move or I would move. And right. so it taught me don't make friends with people, just stay by yourself because that's the way the world is. You don't know any other normal thing. But now growing into adulthood and developing a career as a designer and then running my own business, that resiliency, that kind of self-reliance, and also I'm a middle child. So you kind of have to just figure it out on your own. You have to be a very independent person. So we all arrive, I think, at our own level of resiliency at the time in which we need to develop it. So for some people like myself, it happened earlier in life. And for some people in their 40s or 50s are still working through that. They're still suffering from the imposter syndrome. They're still trying to please some idealized version of one of their parents and they can't live for themselves yet. And I'm not trying to judge them. I'm saying we're all on our own path and we're trying to figure it out on our own pace. And Absolutely. that's totally okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I guess if you're the Dalai Lama or if you're a young Buddha, you come to this realization much earlier in life, but that's not to say that that's normal for anybody and what is normal anyways.